Thank you for supporting our mission to expose the truth wherever it leads by listening to Luna Shark Podcast, Cup of Justice, and True Sunlight. I get messages all the time from people asking how they can help us with our mission. And now there is a great way to do that. If you want to go the extra step, we invite you to learn more about Luna Shark Plus for ad-free listening on Apple Podcasts, or even better, join Luna Shark Premium, a membership community for all Luna Shark content powered by Supercast. Join Luna Shark Premium at lunasharkmedia.com slash membership. And I am so excited for the next bit. Are you ready for it? Our higher Soak Up the Sun members will soon get access to playlists, audio, and videos that match chapters in my new book, Blood on Their Hands, which releases November 14th. Visit lunasharkmedia.com slash membership to learn the best way you can stay tuned, stay pesky, and stay in the sunlight. I believe I know who killed Mallory Beach. And now that more evidence has come to light, I'm troubled by what we know happened during the investigation of her death. My name is Mandy Matney. I'm the news director for FitzNews.com, and I've been investigating the Murdoch family for more than two years now. This is the Murdoch Murders Podcast. So before we start this episode, I want to give a quick shout out to all of the Lowcountry locals who have supported us with this podcast. We've been fortunate to receive feedback from people literally all over the world, but the support we have from our own backyard means the most to us. From the very beginning, we've been sponsored by a local law firm, the Bannon Law Group, and so many businesses have helped us with little things along the way. If you've noticed, our theme song got a little facelift this week thanks to our new friends at a local business called October Genius Music. We've also been featured in the Celebrate Hilton Head September issue, also known as CH2 Magazine, so be sure to check that out. Finally, I want to thank my company, FitzNews.com, for supporting me 100% during this podcast endeavor. When I first started reporting on the story in 2019, I was working for a soulless corporate news organization. For employers that didn't care about me, this story, or any of my sources. I almost quit journalism in 2019 and I am forever thankful of my boss, Will Folks, for offering me a job when I knew I had to leave the island packet and for encouraging me and always having my back while reporting on this story. And thank you to every single person who subscribes to Fitz News and believes in our mission. Investigative journalism is not dead and I believe our company is the future of news. So for all updates on this case in the best news in South Carolina. Check out fitznews.com. In the two months since Paul Murdoch and his mother Maggie Murdoch were murdered on their hunting property about 60 miles west of Charleston, South Carolina, we've learned a whole lot about the 2019 boat crash that killed Mallory Beach. For a recap, when Paul Murdoch was murdered, he stood accused of three felony voting under the influence charges in the boat crash. On February 24, 2019, he allegedly crashed a 17-foot center console fishing boat into a piling just outside of Paris Island, South Carolina. While the criminal investigation of Paul Murdoch ended with his death, authorities are now looking into obstruction of justice allegations involving his powerful family members according to Fitz News sources and attorneys representing boat crash victims. 
In the weeks since Paul's murder, officials and attorneys have released a mound of information in the case. That information has been released for two reasons. One, because the criminal investigation is over, and two, because one of the passengers on the boat, Connor Cook, recently filed a bombshell petition alleging that law enforcement officers conspired against him before Paul Murdoch was charged. And in the last few weeks, we've learned so much. We've read hundreds of pages of depositions from officers who responded to the scene. We've watched hours of dashcam footage from the scene and listened to horrific audio. We've read shocking affidavits from hospital staff members who watched Alec Murdoch and his father, who was a solicitor for decades, move from room to room and allegedly orchestrating a plan. And we've read heartbreaking statements from the survivors on the boat who witnessed Mallory Beach's last few moments. But this week, the Beaver County Sheriff's Office released more than an hour of video, a huge missing piece in this puzzle. The recently released dashcam videos raise questions about the alleged conspiracy between the Murdoch family and their law enforcement connections. The videos, released in response to a Fitznews Freedom of Information Act request, further confirm what attorneys have previously alleged in depositions, that Mallory Beach's boyfriend, Anthony Cook, who was also Connor Cook's cousin, was very clear with officers who was driving the boat. The audio from the dashcam is gut-wrenching. So far, a copy of ID message is the civilians are underneath the bridge still in the boat. The most severe of the injured is on the boat underneath the bridge. You'll have to walk down to. Here, Anthony Cook is sobbing as he speaks to Stephen Domino, a Beaufort County Sheriff's deputy. He's in disbelief that his girlfriend is gone, and he's hesitant to get in the backseat of a cop car when he's instructed. Domino reassured Anthony that he's not in trouble, but he wants him to calm down. Sit right here. I'm not closing the door. I'm going to get you a cigarette. Sit right there. Sit right here. We got everybody coming out here. I'm, you're, you're, you're my concern, okay? I'm fucked. No, you're not. Listen. Listen, Keith. I'm here for you. All right? Me and you, we're, we're chilling. I understand you're upset. I ain't about to sit here and tell you to calm down, okay? But I'm going to get you a cigarette. I'm working. So that's Anthony saying that his mother works for the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division. This is interesting that he feels the need to say that in that moment. So on the phone, Anthony tells his mother what happened. Mom. Y'all need to come to me for quick. We them, we hit a bridge in the boat. Connor's fucked up. Connor's messed up bad. We can't find Mallory. Morgan's messed up bad. We can't find Mallory, Mom. Where are we at? We're at Paris Island. Paris Island Bridge. No, it's just tell the yeah. entrance to Paris Island. She's going to miss it. Paris Island. The entrance to Paris Island. The entrance to Paris Island. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Mom. There's 50 cops out here. Everybody shit up. I said, there's 50 cops out here. 
And one of the cops was nice enough to let me call you. Mom, there's 50 cops here, Coast Guard, everything. We can't find Mallory. It's been 30 minutes, Mom. You probably need to call Mr. Hay or Mr. Phillips. He's telling his mom to call Mallory's parents and tell them the news. So here, Domino takes the phone and speaks to Anthony's mother. Your son's not in trouble or anything right now. Like I said, he's very, as he has a right to be, um, in shock right now. He's probably sitting on his life. He's probably going to end up eventually coming down this way. Uh, you don't have a problem with that. He's probably going to ride. Um, he told me you're in law enforcement. Okay. All right. Yes, man. We're here. Like I said, I'll let you come see your son as soon as you get here. I got him pretty much as calm as I can get him. Um, you know, I, I totally understand. So, me and him, we're, I'm, I'll be hanging out with him the entire time. Okay. Just, just Google Paris Island. Yeah, just, just Google Paris Island, the main entrance gate. Yes, we're all around the main roads. One way in, one way out. You will not miss us. So while Domino was on the phone with Anthony's mother, Paul Murdoch apparently walked past Domino's car, according to the dash cam recordings. We're on the main road. You won't miss us. Get that motherfucker right there away from me. Yes, ma'am. We'll be here. Talking about that one with no shirt on. Hey, do not. I don't want you getting in no trouble. You hear me? Listen to me. Don't get in no trouble. You hear what I said? Mom's on the way. I told her I'm gonna keep it. Listen, motherfucker. Let's let me try. I'm uh, I'm hanging with you two longer too. Okay. That motherfucker ain't gonna bust the fucking crib. You're not. You're not. You're not in trouble. What are you on? He ain't gonna get no fucking trouble. Oh, yes, yes. Bro, you fucking smiling like you're fucking funny. My fucking girlfriend gone, bro. You think you're fucking funny? Sit down, sit down. Hope you rot fucking hell. Sit down, sit down. Hey, somebody put him in the car. The one with the towel. Where's your cigarette at? Where's your cigarette? You need another one? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't got a lot now, don't waste them. Here, here, smoke the cigarette, and I got you. He's, he's going away. Don't even look at him. Yeah, don't put him in the car. On another Beaufort County dash cam video, you can hear officers speaking to Paul Murdoch, and they are not at all treating him like a suspect. Beach the boat up there on the side of the, the no, thing, or did the boat? It, that's where it, it ended up. That's that's where it ended up. Okay. Y'all oh, think y'all hit one of the markers that in the beginning of it? Sure. Oh. Okay. Can I use your phone? Yeah. Can I use your phone? Hey, but I ain't got my phone on me, brother. You, you ain't got your phone on you? No, you dropped yours in the grass right back there. That no, was no Okay. Hey, you been checked out? My neighbor. What? Hey, buddy. You been checked out my neighbor? Yeah, I'm fine. Sure. Hey, we still get checked out, right? Yeah, man. Hey, what's your last name, buddy? Murdoch. M U R D A U G H. 
Paul. Paul B A U L. But it's fine, man. At least, hey. We're looking right now for them. They're down there looking, okay? But they, they got a good search on them, right? Yeah, yeah. They, probably don't have any. They're doing fine. Okay. They're, they're, they're down there looking right now, okay? You know they got it. That's a good search, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got a good team down there looking for, okay? Can I use your phone? I don't have my phone on me, buddy. Here, here, stay right here. I'm going to go get that one you dropped on the ground back there, all right? Yes, sir. You got it already? Yeah. So there were six total people in the boat. Okay. Um, they hit, I think, one of the, the bridge piles, and where you see the boat is where it ended up. Okay. Uh, one of the young, young ladies got ejected. She's still yes. has not been found. Uh, tide's going out, and we tried walking down the marsh for a little ways to okay. find her. But the young lady down there, I think, is the most severe. Okay. Far of the people that we have, the five that we have. Okay. So we got five, six total, five accounted for. Yes, sir. Okay. Going out, and they they were running this way when they hit the bridge. So she probably got ejected, and the current carried her down that way. So while sitting in the back of Domino's police car, Anthony Cook told Domino what happened that night. Yeah. What about the driver of the boat, C twenty one? No. Has everybody on the boat been drinking? Yeah. Especially the driver. How big the driver? But the, the driver, how much has he had to drink? Anthony then told Domino that most of the group wanted to go home after the oyster roast on Pocky Island around midnight. Dude, I, I can tell you this much. We left. I don't even know where the fuck we were. We left and stopped fucking downtown Buford. And I, me and him about fought on the fucking dock because I told him not to go up there to that fucking bar that we need to be going home. Downtown? How are y'all drinking down there? And y'all Hell, I wasn't. I stayed on the damn boat. But he went. He was drinking actually at the bar. I reckon. I didn't go up there. The group left downtown Buford around 1:17 a.m. on February 24, 2019. So y'all came from downtown through the creek, and that's when it was going way too fast. So seconds before the crash, GPS data showed that the boat was traveling at around 29 miles per hour, which is very fast for a boat, as it approached the narrow, winding waterway of Archer's Creek. So I don't even know. I finally got to the point I grabbed my girlfriend and put her in my lap in the bottom of the boat and was holding on with my eyes closed. The next thing I know, I'm in the fucking water and I can't find it, man. Paul, Mallory, and Anthony were ejected into the water. Connor Cook and Paul's girlfriend were severely injured and taken to the hospital, while Anthony, who dislocated his shoulder, stayed on scene. Thank you for supporting our mission to expose the truth wherever it leads by listening to Luna Shark Podcast's Cup of Justice in True Sunlight. I get messages all the time from people asking how they can help us with our mission. And now there is a great way to do that. If you want to go the extra step, we invite you to learn more about Luna Shark Plus for ad-free listening on Apple Podcasts or even better, join Luna Shark Premium, a membership community for all Luna Shark content powered by Supercast. Join Luna Shark Premium at lunasharkmedia.com slash membership. And I am so excited for the next bit. Are you ready for it? Our higher Soak Up the Sun members will soon get access to playlists, audio, and videos that match chapters in my new book, Blood on Their Hands, which releases November 14th. Visit lunasharkmedia.com slash membership to learn the best way you can stay tuned, stay pesky, and stay in the sunlight. 
Anthony Cook sensed that the Murdoch family influence would play a role in the investigation. Anthony, a Hampton County native who grew up with Paul Murdoch, knew of the Murdoch's power in the Lowcountry criminal justice system. Three generations of Murdoch's all served as solicitors, which is South Carolina's version of a district attorney, over a five-county region in the Lowcountry from 1920 to 2006. This enabled the family to amass hundreds of political, prosecutorial, and law enforcement connections. Y'all know Alec Murdoch? That's his son. That's so good luck. Here, Domino rejected this assumption that good old boy politics would play a role in this investigation. He said, well, it don't matter who you know to Anthony. Here, Domino asked Anthony one more time who was driving the boat. Thank you. The driver is the one with no clothes on, correct? Honest, the one you were getting mad at back there, he had he was in his drawers. He was the last one driving whenever Never. I got down in the floor of the boat. Yes, sir. Let me know if you need another cigarette, right, Bo? Because my dude um, went to Boston Mouth High. He's got still got clothes on, correct? Yeah. All right, that's what, yeah. They're good. Um, everybody's good physical wise. Uh, first cut. Okay, but I just wanted to, we need to know exactly who was driving, and that's, you said that was the last one you saw, so that's why I told them, because his ass will be responsible, okay? You hear me? Don't worry about that. We're going to handle it on that end, okay? All right? So several minutes after talking to Domino, Austin Pritchard, who is the first officer from the lead investigating agency, SCDNR, asked Anthony Cook who was driving the boat. Hey, I'm with... Department of Natural Resources. Who was driving the, the boat? Right, y'all picked up. The last time I grabbed my girlfriend and got down in the bottom of the boat, Paul was driving. Paul was driving? Yes. I begged and begged and begged and begged to let me yeah, drive. Hold on a second. Uh-huh. And wh- where were y'all coming from? Paul. Okay. And, and, and Paul was driving, not Connor? If Connor was driving, it happened after I had been flipping the fire department is because of the DNR. They were both sitting on the front seat. You were you were laying you were laying in the front the bottom no, the back of the bottom of the boat. Before you hit? Yes. Okay, and Paul and Connor were sitting on right behind the console. Yes. I can get a fault with both of them for thirty minutes about letting me drive. And both of them thought it was fucking funny. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Well we're we gonna we're gonna do everything we can to find her, okay? Appreciate it. Yes. But Pritchard did not write this in his SCDNR report. Instead, he wrote that Anthony, quote, did not know, unquote, who was driving the boat. Pritchard wrote in his report that other officers who arrived on scene before him thought it was Connor Cook or Paul Murdoch driving the boat. Yet in all of the police reports, there is no evidence of any witnesses on scene telling law enforcement that Connor was driving. On the other hand, Domino's Beaufort County Sheriff's Office report reflected exactly what Anthony Cook told him. Domino was the only deputy on scene who identified Paul Murdoch as the driver. 
where is Corporal Jack Keener, a deputy who had connections to the Murdoch Law Firm, offered a different assessment of the situation. At the time of the crash, the sheriff's office had said it was merely assisting SEDNR, the lead agency in the investigation. Beaufort County deputies who arrived on scene before SEDNR laid the groundwork for the entire investigation, and Keener wrote in his report that it was unclear who was driving the boat. But he admitted in his deposition that this assessment was his personal opinion and that no one else had said anything to him that would indicate Connor Cook may have been driving the boat. Specifically, when he was asked if anyone told him if Connor Cook may have been driving the boat, Keener gave a strange answer about how he didn't think girls could handle driving the boat, and that's how he basically deduced it to either Paul or Connor. He said, I personally run this creek. I was born and raised here. It can get narrow and skinny at some times, and the tide was going out. I don't think any of the girls were driving the boat. I don't know what kind of experience they may have, but it has to be one of the three boys. Mrs. Beach's boyfriend was mad. He just said he wasn't driving the boat, and then he's mad at Paul Murdoch. Also, keep in mind that the Murdoch Law Firm previously represented Keener's family in a $2.5 million lawsuit. In Keener's dashcam video that was recently released, there is no indication that he ever questioned any of the other passengers about who was driving the boat. Keener's two-driver theory was subsequently passed to SCDNR. Austin Pritchard, the SCDNR officer who was accused of manipulating his reports to favor Paul Murdoch, only offered Connor Cook a field sobriety test that night. SCDNR never sought a warrant to compel the hospital to draw Paul's blood that night, but the hospital did anyways because he was perceived as behaving so erratically they were worried that he had a head injury. However, in the last few weeks, SCDNR has revealed that Paul Murdoch's blood at 4 a.m., on February 24, 2019, was about 3.5 times over the legal limit. But you have to think about it. If the hospital had not taken it upon themselves to obtain Paul's BAC, who knows if SCDNR would have had enough to file charges. Three weeks after the boat crash, the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office recused itself from the investigation due to its long-standing relationship with the Murdoch family. Still, its involvement prior to this recusal clearly impacted the direction of this investigation. And because of the initial confusion in the investigation, it took two months for authorities to charge Paul Murdoch with three felony boating under the influence counts. And unlike the vast majority of felony BUI cases, Paul Murdoch never stepped foot in jail. At the time of his death, he was facing 25 years in prison for the charges. And I want to talk about those charges for a minute because it's another story, yet most of the media and the public is just not understanding. The attorney general's office told a local newspaper last week that they were dropping charges against Paul Murdoch. That is not at all to say that they're clearing his name or that the charges wouldn't have stuck had he been alive. They were dropping the charges simply because you can't have a trial for a dead person. While the investigation of Paul Murdoch ended with his death, authorities are now looking into obstruction of justice allegations involving his powerful family members, according to both Fitz News sources and attorneys representing boat crash victims. 
Soon, a judge should decide on Connor Cook's petition, which asked the court for permission to depose several law enforcement officers in connection with a potential lawsuit. According to the petition, the officers may have information of a collusion or a civil conspiracy to shift the blame of the boat accident away from Paul Murdoch by wrongfully shifting the focus to Connor Cook. In the explosive depositions attached to that petition, attorneys' questions suggest that several pieces of evidence appear to be missing, including Paul's phone, which was picked up by another officer on scene, which you heard in the audio earlier. Also, DNA swabs from the boat and photographs of DNA processing, which could have proven where Connor was positioned in the boat at the time of the crash considering a pool of his blood was on the right side of the boat. And an audio recording of Anthony Cook telling Michael Brock that Paul Murdoch killed Mallory Beach. Michael Brock has a long list of personal ties to the Murdoch family, yet he was named as a lead investigator in the case. Brock spoke with Anthony Cook on scene on February 24, 2019, later that day. He said that Paul Murdoch killed his girlfriend, according to a Paris Island military police officer's sworn affidavit. But Brock didn't write that in his report. Instead, Brock wrote that Anthony flipped out and was yelling at Paul, failing to note why he was angry at Paul Murdoch in the aftermath of Mallory Beach's disappearance. In Mallory Beach, the beloved, bubbly 19-year-old who lit up every room she walked into unfortunately gets lost in the chaos of this story. Anthony refused to leave Archer's Creek Bridge on the day she went missing. Is there anybody in the water looking for? Yes, we got tomorrow. We got DNR, fire department's got their boats in the water. Coast Guard is on the way with the chopper. And DNR's in route, all right? <laughs> She's in the bottom of the river, you they're gonna have a dive team. We got a dive team. We got a bunch of resources. Yeah, uh, regardless, like I told you, regardless of the outcome, we will find her. All right, but you just gotta keep faith that she's somewhere on the faint floor. You see what I'm saying? Beach's body was found a week later by two men in a boat about five miles from the crash site. Beaufort County Coroner Ed Allen determined that she died of blunt force trauma and drowning. The three officers who are accused of falsifying their reports, Michael Brock, Jack Keener, and Austin Pritchard, still work in law enforcement. Domino, the officer who showed kindness and compassion to Anthony and identified Paul Murdoch as the driver of the boat in his report, was fired from the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office for alleged drug use in July 2020. However, he was never charged. So a few days after we said we were going to be taking a break, the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office suddenly filled our Freedom of Information Act request and gave us hours of audio, which is what you heard in this episode. We didn't get much of a break, and we still need it. My wonderful fiance, David Moses, has a busy couple months ahead of him as he is spearheading the Savannah Seafood and Spirits Festival at the end of August and the Polo for Heroes event in Bluffton this October. So check both of those events out at seafoodandspirits.com and polo, the number four, heroes.com. Those events and others help us support organizations making the world a better place. They assist with children that have nowhere to go, victims of violence, wounded military, uh, first responders, and much, much more. Check out the links in the descriptions, and we hope to see you there. Thank you, David. 
So while David is busy, I have a lot of reporting, digging, and FOIA requesting to do on this case. I need some time for that. But again, as we plan, if anything major breaks, we will be back, and we can promise you that. Be sure to subscribe to the Murdoch Murders podcast in the meantime so you don't miss an episode. And follow me on Twitter at Mandy Matney or on Instagram at Mandy underscore in underscore Hilton Head for updates on the latest episodes. And in the meantime, to support this podcast, visit MurdochMurdersPodcast.com. And thank you all for all of the support we've had over these last few crazy weeks. Thank you to everyone who gave us a five-star review. Thank you to everyone who shared this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it. We so appreciate you and thank you. We will be back soon, so stay tuned. The Murdoch Murders Podcast is created by me, Mandy Matney, and my fiancé, David Moses. Produced by Luna Shark Productions. (laughs) 